Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is Erica. And I'm Josh. And I love my coffee. With a splash of crime. Hi. Hello. Long time no see. I just wanted to thank everybody who tuned in for our episode two weeks ago. We decided that we're going to post every two weeks so that we could stay on top of it and make sure that we spend the time on it. But I know we were gone for a long time. So I just want to say I appreciate everybody who's still hanging around. Another thing is last week our sound was a little bit off. I had an echo, which really bothered me. And Josh was also on crack. Josh was on crack. The problem is sometimes the coffee is so good that I need it all now. I went through the process of chugging my coffee before we started recording, and I just started wrapping the case to Erica, like, all at one time. Which is why we had a shorter episode last week, but this week, it'll be a longer episode for you guys. With that being said, Josh, what's in your cup? Today, I am drinking a venti ice shaken espresso from Starbucks, and I got it blonde, I got no classic, and I swapped it out for white mocha. And then I get a little splash of sweet cream in it. This is the last time I'm going to have something this sweet because I'm going back to the gym. I'm doing a challenge with all of my colleagues, and we're going to see by the beginning of the summer how fit we can get. So oh, We love it. That's why I started, especially because I took a break from the gym for so long. That's why I went back yesterday, and I'm going hardcore. But that's actually, I don't know if I told you. But yeah. You never tell me anything. Oh my God, this bitch. I'm used to it. Oh, real funny. What's in your cup? What are you drinking over there? Today I ordered a hot coffee with hazelnut because it's a very rainy day. It's really cold. And I just wanted to be cozy. A little cozy moment? I never have hot coffee, ever. It's not just a coffee. It's actually a hazelnut latte with oat milk because we're a fan of the oat milk here. Right. Yeah. Both drinks are from Starbucks, if we didn't say it. See, I'm, I'm a bitch for coffee bean. I love coffee bean, too. It's just so far from us. We're supposed to get a Dutch Brothers. Or is it Dutch Bros? Did you just government name Dutch Bros? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're supposed to get a Dutch Bros, which it's already been like a year and a half since they said that. And it's nowhere in sight. <laughs> They're stupid. They need to get their shit together. Right. Because if I don't have, honestly, Dutch Bros really fucks up my stomach, but it's worth it. It's going to clean you out. It's fine. Yeah, it does fuck me up. You'll be ready for summer when everything is. When in doubt, just shit your brains out with Dutch Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Dutch Brothers. Sounds sounds like saying Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Bros. I've heard it both ways. I'm weird. She's the one that says it both ways. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Go ahead. Take it away. I'm really excited to tell you this case because when I first heard it, I had a completely different opinion on it than when I did my own research. And I'm really curious to see what you think. It's a pretty sad story. I don't know. It's pretty sad. Just be prepared. Yeah. But also it's very interesting. I feel like I need to solve it. Let's do it. Like I need to go to Panama. This is no longer a true crime podcast. It's an investigation podcast. It really is because I just feel like I need to know and I... I hope it's solved We're gonna before solve it right we now. die. Let me grab my shoes. We're going to go. <laughs> before I die, I need to know okay. what the heck happened. So do I grab my shoes or not? Probably recommend hiking. Vans work just as well. Oh, no. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Fine. I'll wear dogs. Is it going to be cold? Hot as fuck during the day. Cold as fuck at night. Okay. I'll just wear a crop top with a sweater. That's fine. That'll work. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> just wear the crop top and then when it gets cold, put the sweater on. Yeah, just put it over? Yeah. I got you. Don't draw hot stuff. Anyways, the story I'm going to tell you today is about two young women that vanished while hiking in the Panamanian rainforest. The strange photos found later deepen the mystery, leaving many questions unanswered. 
This is the story of Chris Kramers and Lizanne Froon. Lizanne Froon was born on September 10th, 1991, which makes her a Virgo. She was a Dutch student from Amersfoort, Netherlands. She was studying cultural, social education and shared Chris Kramer's passion for adventure. At 22 years old, she was six feet tall and enjoyed volleyball and adventures like skydiving. She had done something called alpine hiking, which means she was a pretty experienced hiker. She was described as outgoing and friendly. Lizanne's decision to embark on the Panama journey reflected her eagerness to explore new cultures and make meaningful connections. Her friend Chris Kramers, which girl Chris, K-R-I-S, was born on July 9th, 1992, making her a cancer. She would have been 21 at the time of her disappearance. She was described as creative, intelligent, adventurous, and compassionate individual. She was also from Amersfoort in the Netherlands. She was pursuing a degree in cultural social education. Chris was known for her interest in psychology and her caring nature, which reflected in her decision to volunteer and engage with the local communities during their travels. She had beautiful, long, strawberry blonde hair. She was a less experienced hiker, but she was still active and healthy and more than capable. The girls met while working together in a cafe. They became close friends and had moved into the same housing. I read somewhere that it was student housing, maybe a dorm or something like that. The pair's decision to travel to Panama in 2014 was fueled by a desire for a unique and challenging experience. They spent six months in this cafe working and saving for this trip. It wasn't going to be a quick trip. It was going to be actually six weeks long. Damn, that's a long-ass trip. Right. I want to go on a six-week trip. Me too. But I might get homesick. Right. Almost the dogs. I know. The dwags. I know. Literally, I I think they actually were homesick. After three weeks, they were already homesick because one of the girls kept a diary. Girl, I get homesick after six hours. I'm at work, and I'm just like, I want to go home. To my bed. (laughs) To my bed and my dog. I know, right? On March 15th, 2014, Chris and Lizanne kick off their trip to Panama. This tropical country is just north of Colombia. After two weeks of exploring spots like Bocas del Toro, they landed in Boquet, a town about 30 minutes north of David. They stayed at a hostel called Spanish by the River, which is still up and running today. We should go stay. We should. Wait, Spanish by the River? Is it like a Spanish restaurant or like a Spanish hotel? I think it's just Spanish style, maybe. Boquet is a small town on the Coladera River in western Panama, where they plan to volunteer in a local classroom teaching arts to kids and immerse themselves in the local community. They were planning on learning Spanish, but also they were planning on enjoying their trip. It was a learning trip, but also a vacation. Is this a big town? There's 10,000 residents. So it's a small town. Right. When I hear these towns, I think of... This is going to sound really nerdy. Did you watch the new Thor? No, absolutely not. I don't know why you're such a bitch. Absolutely I don't know why you're not. such a bitch. Spoiler warning. They live on this little beachfront town. It's a super small town. It's really cute. And I, that's just what I imagine. All the shops are owned by the same one family. I love it. I don't know. When I was reading it, it's probably very different than Hawaii, but that's what it reminded me of. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. Coastal. Or- I, I get it. Okay, makes sense. I am going to describe it a little bit more. I just need to paint a picture. I'm going to paint it for you right now. Perfect. Picasso or 
Like, yes. Is the picture going to be like good or is it going to be it's like gonna Picasso? It's going to be more. It's we're look. It's more looking. Michelangelo. I don't uh, know any painters. I would say more like Da Vinci. Okay. Okay. He likes it. Okay. So. I like it. I like it. <laughs> They were planning on hiking and exploring the area. Boquette is a beautiful place filled with vacationers, retired people, and has about 10,000 residents. It's stunning and located at the bottom of a valley with a rainforest and volcano, an active volcano. It's said that now it's one of the safest countries in Latin America, even though it wasn't always. I don't know how true this is because I've also read that it's like Mexico where the gangs control. Oh, they control the law enforcement and right. the government that's and what like I, all this different shit. Okay. When I was like taking a deep dive, that's what I saw. I'm not really sure. I think you don't really know what's true unless you're there. Which makes sense. Bouquet is also known as Little Switzerland for its likeness to the Alps. Once they arrive, the girls arrive, they meet their host family, which is two women. It said they were staying at Spanish by the river, but then I also read they were staying with the host family, which... I wonder if it's like a bed and breakfast. That's what I'm thinking. It's like a bed and breakfast. breakfast And people run it, then they live there, which is the host. Yes. Yes. Okay, I get what you're saying. It might be like that. Yes. Okay. So then they're just like. That's a perfect way to describe it. Okay. Perfect. Right. They were planning on volunteering at that school. So they head over to the school and they're like, hey, what's up? We're here. Hi. Time to volunteer. Here we are. And the school is, oh, shoot. I thought you were supposed to be here next week. The plan was that you were going to be here next week. And they're like, no, bitch, I'm here right now. Buzz, buzz. And they're like, okay, can you just come back later? <laughs> like, They decide that they're just going to get stuff done before they start volunteering and working and stuff like that. They're like, fuck it. We got a week. Exactly. On April 1st, the girls decide that there's a hiking trail that they want to do in the area that goes up to the active volcano. Beautiful. We love it, right? But it's not recommended to take this trail called the Pianista Trail without a guide. They highly recommend it. But they probably were like, we're experienced. We don't need no guide. Right. Or they're like, let's just check it out. Go halfway and turn around. They're like, why the fuck would we go? And then they go halfway and they're like, fuck it, we can do this. Or I wonder if it was like a, like, you've been on vacation. I've been on vacation. When you go, oh, like, it's not recommended for this. And you're like, yeah, the fuck it's not. Bitch is trying to They're make trying money. They're trying to make money. Right. Exactly. You go and you're like, oh, okay, I'll look into a guy. And then you go and it's like $300 an hour. And you're like, the fuck it is, bitch. I got this. And they're <laughs> trying to save money probably. You're like, bitch, hold, hold my fanny pack. Right. Exactly. I think that's, it sounds like that was the situation. Honestly, yeah. They're probably thinking, oh, a ton of people go on this hike. We're going to be passing people. Yeah, it's a popular hike. It's fine. Right. On April 1st, the girls do meet with a guide. Oh, they do? And the guide is perfect. You could stay at my cabin tonight and then we'll leave first thing in the morning. And they're like, creepy as fuck. No thanks. Oh, thank God. I I was afraid you were going to feel like that's, I don't know. That's, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, not to the nah, I'm not. I feel like you were going to be like, yeah, they were just like, okay, let's go stay at this hike. I mean, stay at this cabin. No, they were like, Actually, you know what? Let's just meet around here tomorrow. I think they said out too. They're like, I would, but my mom's actually calling me. Right. So I'm just going to head back, but I'll see you tomorrow too. Exactly. Exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Thank God. So. What year was this? It was 2014. Okay. Perfect. So it's not that long ago. No, it's not too long. Okay. So there's, I I, I don't want you to be like, this happened in 19... 68. No. They just weren't really serial killers. No, the fuck there weren't. Exactly. No. They meet up with this guy on April 1st, and then after, they end up taking a taxi to the Pianista Trail. Okay. This trail is known for its challenging terrain, and it's essential for hikers to be well prepared. It's about four to five hours for the entire thing. 
four to five hours way there and way back. Right. Okay, two and a half hours. Yeah, it's each two way. two and a half But I'm thinking hours. it's probably three miles or something like that. Three or four miles, right? Less? Because you can walk a mile in about... But hiking a mile and walking a mile is very different. No, I know. You're going up. And you're also looking around, taking pictures, bullshitting. That's why I was trying to put this into perspective. It takes, it could take about 20 minutes if you're walking. And then you could probably add another 20 for bullshitting. 40 minutes for a mile, I guess. I guess you're right. Something. I don't know. I don't hike. I've never hiked. I'm not a fan. I've gone on one hike and I hated it. Actually, two. Got dragged. And I was like, fuck this. I hate this so much. I want to go anywhere else. Not a fan. The hotel's calling me. And, I mean, we went on a beautiful hike in Hawaii to a waterfall, and I was still like, I well, yeah. literally hate every like, minute this of so this. Pretty. I wish I was not here. You know what would be great? If I had a fucking quad. <laughs> fucking quad. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Next time, just br- we'll a bring horse, the dirt bike. A donkey. I don't give a f- I'm not trying to walk. You're going to bring an ass? I'm bringing an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, we'll just bring dirt bikes. Was, oh, my God, I love this. I was like, cool. Oh, fucking my God, feet I hurt. fucking hate this. <laughs> hot as fuck up here. You're like, my under boob is sweating. I'm like, I hate this. Can we stop and swim in a river? Not a river. You know what I mean. A ravine? A no. puddle. A puddle. I don't fucking know. I don't care. A little lake? Something like, I fucking hated it. Get okay, sweat. like, it was pretty and everything to look at the pictures after, but in the moment, I was like, it's hot. Like, yeah, Why are we not at the annoying. beach? Basically, at the end of the, the trail ends, but there's no signs or anything saying that the trail ended. It's just, you're not going to go further because you could see it's clearly dangerous overgrown weird rainforest yeah it's, there's no trail like you reached your destination it doesn't have that you know when people are walking and it has like the, the dirt path it's, it's gone exactly so at the end it gets really difficult not recommended to go that far into the trail it is a famous trail but as a tourist it's not recommended to go without a guide which i said the hike was said to be really beautiful going around the active baru 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 volcano it seems like they didn't plan for the hike to be that crazy because they just wore shorts and tank tops. They did have hiking boots on. And then they just brought a small casual blue backpack. With How much would you really need at five hours? One passport, some money, a digital camera, both cell phones, a snack, and some water. They were never seen alive again. That's it? They were never seen alive ever again. Gone. Disappeared. The fuck did they go? Exactly. That's what everybody wants to know. During their hike, there's talk of Chris Kramers and Lizanne Froon potentially bringing a dog named Azul from the owners of the two Pianista restaurant. This restaurant's at the beginning of the trail. It's not confirmed. It's just based on a couple local statements. But apparently, if you ate at this restaurant or stopped at this restaurant and you're like, oh, we're taking a trail, the dog, they'd be like, mm, the dog loves a trail, I think. I don't know. Or the dog would just follow, follow people. The dog. Yeah, like the dog would, the owners were just like, yeah, the dog wants to go, like the dog goes. Exactly. Because this is Latin America. And you I just know, figured it's probably like an outdoor, I feel like outdoor little cafe where the dog just hangs out on there, but then people on walk the porch, down the trail. Yeah, and then yeah. he follows him and comes back exactly. type of thing. So but he'll are, do the whole trail and they're like, sweet, you're going to walk my dog for free? Yes, please. I'll take two. And people, some people aren't about their dog like in different countries. They're not about pets the way we are here in America. Yes. I know a lot of different animals. Or a lot of different countries, their animals are just free roaming. That's exactly what I understand this is. I know Mexico's like that. You go, I think it's just like that. Dogs, just right. Dogs. I think it's like that. Okay. If they did bring the dog, it turned out to be a smart move because the dog returned that night without them, which raised concerns because usually the dog would stay with them no matter what and then come back. And I don't think someone who took someone's dog is just going to leave their dog. 
in the middle of the rainforest. I, I feel like if you take someone's dog, you're going to bring it back. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hypothetically, let's just say it's a family that owns this restaurant, which I'm pretty sure it does, and the dog just goes with them. I can see people being tired and just coming back and then not going in to like, return the dog if the dog goes into the patio or something. That's what I'm saying. They would just put the dog into the patio. And the dog would just be there. But the people at the restaurant would probably see, because if they left around 11 o'clock, they'd be done with the hike. Like four or five. Before it even got dark. They would... They would see them, see them the walking back up with the dog. If there's usually runs, restaurants have a ton of windows and everything, especially if it's as beautiful as they say it is. I'm sure the whole thing was surrounded by windows. That are just open. Exactly. Like like the beach garage doors. Right. They would see them walking back with the dog, but then they see the dog coming back by itself. Yeah. I, I, okay. I get it. I, I'm just trying to like. I don't know if you are understanding what I'm saying. Yes, I am. Like, how people are just like, okay, like, the dog goes, go like... Go home. Like, go all home, right, the dog goes. Bye. And then you're like, all right, cool. I'm just going to go fucking shower because my fucking... Tits are sweaty. <laughs> smells like fucking swamp ass from this hike. <laughs> the fucking humidity is making my humidity a little rough. Exactly. Then the parents notice that they're not getting daily texts from their daughters anymore. And they miss that appointment with the travel guide the next day. Okay. I believe the guide reports them missing. Oh, okay. It's a small town. I think everybody talks to everybody. And this guide is, I don't know if he's the only guide, because literally when I went on all the apps and the hiking trail websites and stuff like that to research this trail on my own, yeah, people had put his number in the comments and in the reviews. Oh, fuck. Oh, make sure you take so-and-so. He's an experienced guide. Damn. And then I called him. And I was you like, hi. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, buzz bitch. <laughs> like, hey, What's bitch. up with that trail? Also, Lizanne and Chris or nah? Be honest. And he's just like, I hate this. They just put his number on the internet? They did, yes. On tra- uh, What is it? Trails.com or something. Trails. I don't I've never. I, I don't, don't, know. Like, I don't I, like hiking, so <laughs> I'm not looking at any trail websites. That's part of our sources. I looked at all the trail websites, all the trail apps. Damn. Got all the free trials. <laughs> now we're going to start hiking. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. On April 2nd, authorities get the official word from the well-known local guide about the girl's disappearance. Immediately, search crews are assembled. And by April 3rd, aerial searches kick in. On the ground, teams combed the rainforest where the duo was believed to be hiking. I saw two, two different things. Some said that the search didn't start until the 6th because they were like, oh, the girls are partying it up. They're on vacation. Like, whatever. Some stuff I saw that it was the second. I mean, I don't really know. That's like a very big difference. It is. But I literally saw both. I've seen both things. But it's hard to know what's true because multiple places said the next day and then multiple places said they waited it out. And April 6th, for sure April 6th, that's when the parents arrive to Panama. Okay. And they offer a $30,000 reward. And I'm about to go find them. I know. Me too. That's what I was saying. So despite the concerned efforts and a $30,000 reward on the table, the girls are still missing. Nobody says they've seen them. I have a question. Are there a lot of people that go missing on this trail? No. Okay, so it's rare. Right. Okay, I just wanted to know if this was like a, I don't want to say a common occurrence, but like if people go missing, people go missing. Right. There's so many theories in this case. It kind of, we'll go over it later, but it gets, oh, is it a sex trafficking trail? Oh, is it? But people pull shit up out of their ass and then it's on the internet and then other people find it and say and it. And Reddit becomes a situation where, 
Somebody's like, yeah, I actually was there last week, and, like, a hawk actually picked up my um, daughter, and I haven't seen her in months. <laughs> yeah, and like, just, it's like, so random. You're yeah, like, that's what how like, how old's your daughter? She's, like, 14. I'm like, I don't think a hawk can pick her up. <laughs> exactly. So, Boquette, Panama, which is near the Baru volcano, generally experiences cooler temperatures, especially at higher elevations. At night, temperatures drop significantly. So, during the day, I think it's 80, and it's humid, and it's warm, and it's wet, and it's moist. Moist. Gross. But at night, I guess April is the dry season there. So no April showers bring May flowers. It's just, it's not raining as much in April. It's a rain force, so it's always raining, but it's raining less in April. Basically, you can expect nighttime temperatures in the range between 50 and 59 degrees Fahrenheit or 10 to 15 degrees Celsius. Oh, it's like California when it's like how we were last month, how it was warm during the day and then... Fucking freezing at night. Exactly. Okay. So layers. Layers. Exactly. So 50 to 59 degrees Fahrenheit. That's not. For us, it's freezing. But for other states, it's hot. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's it's not, depend who you, it depends who you ask. Like you 50 ask degrees for me, I'm dying. I'm in my snow gear. <laughs> I'm in my, my snowboarding outfit. If you're from California, you're dead. If you're from Michigan... <laughs> It's summer. It's summer. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. If you're not properly dressed for the cold, which we know from the photos they're not, it could be a risk at night. But I feel like that risk is very low. I read that you could start to go into hypothermia being out in a tank top and shorts at 50 degrees. Okay. Might be wrong. That doesn't seem right. Because for you... Plus there's like maybe a wind chill. You're on a mountain. Maybe it feels colder. But it's humid, so maybe it feels warmer. I get the wind. I get all that. And it probably doesn't help if you're wet, because if it's raining... You for sure would be wet. Everything in the rainforest is wet. You're wet, and if there's wind, it's like a double-edged sword type of situation. I feel like that could be one of the main factors, but I also feel like... Also, if you're sweaty during the day, and then at night you're still wet. If I was a hiker... Okay, hypothetically, if... Big if. Wouldn't it just make sense to go higher in elevation and then look and see where the city is and just walk towards the city? They said you could see the city from where, from the end of the trail. So it's just like crazy because... But wouldn't that make sense if you were going back? Unless they got a, Were there a lot of animals in this rainforest? I'm going to get into all of that. Okay, I'm sorry. I have and so- I have theories. Okay. I have theories. Because um, remember I researched the trail? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm so invested. I got theories. But I have girl, questions upon questions. I need to solve this. I've, I can't stop thinking about it for like years now. Perfect. After 10 days of not finding the girls, they call the search off. Which makes sense. They're like, okay, usually people won't live past 10 days without food or water. Mostly water. But you can. It's possible. So 10 weeks later, mid-June, Lizanne's blue backpack pops up mysteriously. They search high and low with no luck, and then bam, backpack shows up on a riverbank. Okay. Near this off-the-map village called Alto Romero, which is five miles from where the girls were supposed to be hiking, in the opposite direction. Isn't it like hiking 101? If you see water, you're supposed to follow it? That's what I think might have happened, because they went past the trail. The trail ended, and they kept going into the dangerous... I wonder if they went the wrong way. Right. And then got lost, and then they are like, let's take this. Because in 10 days, you for sure could end up five miles away but everyone's absolutely not there was a lot of indigenous people uh-huh. in this area and tribes and things like that and even the indigenous people would not go this way during this season because it's just it's slippery 
as hell. Okay, okay. And when I researched this trail, every single person was like slippery. Slippery. It's slippy, it's slidey, it's grippy, it's glidey. No one's gripping. You bring your boots, thick sole rubber hiking boots. I wonder if the rock was eroded from the rain and that's why it was so slippery because it didn't have the... No, the whole trail. It's slippery. Yeah, it's probably a lot of rock if it's on the side of a mountain. It is. It's a lot of rock, yes. They're basically saying hiking five miles deeper into the jungle without realizing it is weird. But I, I think maybe they could have been lost. Which makes sense. Especially if once it got dark and everything. They find it because a local indigenous woman from the Nobi tribe finds the backpack while washing in the banks of the Serpent River. It's called the Serpent River because it's very windy. Like a snake. Yeah. So she brings it straight to the police. She tells them that she had been in the area the day before as well. And absolutely the backpack was not there. The backpack contained two bras, two pairs of sunglasses, Lizanne's passport, $83 in cash, a water bottle, the girl's phones, and a digital Canon camera. They got the, the humidity got too hot. They took their bras off. Maybe it was like chafing or something. I don't know. As a woman who... Doesn't like bras. I don't like bras, but I would absolutely not take my bra off in the rainforest. Really? Why? Because, dude, I got boulders. My back, I need support. What about at night? No, I need support. If I'm walking in a jungle... What if you're sleeping? I just don't seem... I'm just a woman of the bra. Imagine you're going to bed in the rainforest. I think I would leave my... Really? I really think I would. I know that's like a personal opinion thing. First of all, I feel like it would keep me warmer... If you're freezing at night and your nipples are rock hard, it's like freaking hurting. <laughs> I don't know. It's like so hard that it hurts. Looks like you have fucking Skittles in your in your. I don't know, dude. I don't know. But maybe if you had small chichis. But I know for sure my best friend bra would come off. Yeah. So it. I think it just depends on the woman. Hey, to each their own. But they did have underwire, both girls. But I love a good underwire. I'm not even gonna lie. Doesn't it dig into you? Yeah. But you get used to it. This is why I'm not a woman. When I, I don't know why. I just feel like a bra is more comfortable. I don't know. Fuck that. I like my over-the-shoulder boulder holders. No. No. If my underwear is grabbing me the wrong way, that's just coming off the rainforest, too. Be off <laughs> just yeah. being butt-naked. No, that, no, this isn't naked and afraid. I'll just take them off and then keep my pants on. I would also think if someone found me, I'm just going to have my titties, like, flapping all over the place. I don't know. (laughs) They're going to be on each side. There's been a lot of rumors in this case, and one of those, the backpack was dry and everything was in working condition. And I believe the reason they said this is because they were able to pull everything from the camera and the phones. What did the camera have on it? We're going to get there, honey. (laughs) We're going to get there. Girl, this is hitting. I have to know. So he's going too fast. They... I also read this was not true. It's a rainforest. It's next to a river. It's most likely going to be wet. Yes. Regardless. But I actually have a little bit of knowledge of cameras and smartphones. And in 2014, this is actually when they decided to start inputting water-resistant things. And I'm assuming if they had enough money to go on to a six-week trip, they probably had newer phones and a newer camera. So I'll tell you what camera and what phones they had. Oh, perfect. I have it all. Oh, perfect. The backpack, I read in another place that it was wet and the phone and cameras were not on and working. That the data was still able to be recovered by specialists. And luckily, the data and everything helped them piece together a timeline. Okay. Wouldn't their phones be dead? They were dead. Yeah. So somebody saying that they're on and working is very unlikely. Right. 
Because how would you know if it's dead? I feel like there's a misunderstanding. I don't my phone died halfway through the day. Actually, also, I think it's weird that their phones were in their backpack. No, that's not weird. Because think about it. If they're wearing small little jean shorts. They were from H&M. They were oh. the divided brand. Okay, perfect. Do any of your pants have actual good pockets? They're very, H&M has very shallow pockets. Okay. Like the cheapest brand they have there, I feel like. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's that weird if you're hot, you're sweating, and then you have shit for pockets. You're going to hold your phone through the rainforest. I'd be like, we're putting this in there. Especially if they're taking pictures on the camera. Exactly. That makes sense. Once they looked at the phone data, they uncovered that there were many calls to emergency services within the first 10 days after the girls disappeared. I saw that it was like 77. 911 calls and 122 calls. So they were calling both. They were calling 911, which is emergency in the Netherlands. And then they were calling the Panamanian emergency number as well, which is 122 or 112 or something. Okay. Here's another fun fact, which I think the world is fucked up. When I was in my car accident, I tried to call 911 through my phone and it didn't work. I tried to call 911 through my phone and it was raining and I had a concussion and I was bruised and whatnot. I was in the pain and I tried to call 911 and it didn't work. I called it four times. That's so scary. I, I was like crying in the rain. It was horrible. Yeah, that's really scary. According to the taxi driver that dropped them off, the girls had left around 11 a.m. I don't know how true that is because some people said it was like one o'clock, but the taxi driver said it was around 11 for a four to five hour hike. Then. 911 calls started about 4.39 p.m. 4.39, so hypothetically, we'll say it's 11. So they would have been at the end of the trail. Yeah, that was like right at the end. So I'm like, okay, did they fall off the end of the trail? That or somebody got hurt. Exactly, which makes me just feel like I would never want to do this trail. I do not like being without reception. It gives me such bad anxiety. Never again. Chris had an iPhone 4. Oh, fuck. And Lizanne had a Samsung Galaxy S3. Okay, actually, I lied. I don't think they were doing dust and water resistant yet. No. I have the call logs. It's all military time, so it's... 2100. It's going to be hard for me because I'm dumb. Okay, so the first day, April 1st, around the time that they left for this trail at 11 o'clock, the iPhone was at 51% and the Galaxy S3 was at 49% battery life. The fuck? They go on this trail with half battery life. I'm stressed. 1,300 hours. At 1.14, they checked their maps. So I think that's when they went on the trail. Okay. And at 13.38, their reception was lost. They have one bar. 13.38. So 1.38. Mm-hmm. So almost 2 o'clock. Yep. And then at 16.39, 4. That's right? 4. Yeah. At 4.39, the iPhone 4 calls emergency 112. Okay. And then the Galaxy calls like 20 minutes later at 16.51. Okay. So almost. Calls 112. Okay. And then at 17.52. Almost 6 o'clock. They both turn off their phones. Or they died. No. They turn them off? They turn them off. Why? Some people think it's to save battery life. Oh, that would make sense. They go the whole night, April 2nd, Mm -hmm. at 7 o'clock in the morning. The Galaxy turns on and calls 112. Okay. 8, 12 a.m., the iPhone turns on, calls 112. One bar, not connecting. No reception. Which is given in the middle of nowhere. both phones, after trying to call 112, they basically turn them on, try, and then turn it back off again. Which, that makes sense. Then at 10.52, the Galaxy turns on, calls 112 and 911. They're just trying everything at this point. Exactly. Then turns back off again, and then the Galaxy turns on again at 1,400 hours, 
or like 1350, basically 1400 hours, which is three o'clock. The galaxy turns on and off, no calls. Then at 1619, five o'clock? Is four. four. At four o'clock, it turns on, stays on all night. Then at 221 and 247 in the morning, they check the weather. And this is when a big storm comes in. Oh, fuck. I think that's why they're like, oh shit, it's going to rain. They're panicking. Right. Then at 7.36 a.m., the galaxy is at 1%. Damn. It doesn't die, but it's at 1%. It's dying. She turns it off. Okay. And then the iPhone calls 911 twice at 9.32 in the morning. Okay. Then it turns off, turns back on at 11.46, turns off, turns back on at 15.59. 15.59? It's 15.3. Three. 3.59 then. So 4 o'clock. And it's turned on. There's one bar. They turn it back off again. Then the Galaxy turns on at, at 4.50 and then off again. It dies at 5 o'clock. Okay. It's at 0% at this point. And then at 10.16... The iPhone turns on, back off. At 1342, it turns on and turns back off. And April 5th, the iPhone turns on and turns back off. And then the Galaxy wouldn't turn on. It wouldn't boot up at, it was 1320. Okay. Then there was no PIN put in. No PIN. Their phones had PIN numbers. They didn't know the PIN. Oh, somebody found the phone at that point. People believe that they were trying to use each other's phone maybe. And Uh then... April 6th at 10.26 a.m., no pin. They don't know the pin of the iPhone. At this point, they believe that the owner of the iPhone, which was Chris, was already dead. So she couldn't ask her friend for the Uh, iPhone pin. But was, like, trying to use her phone. 14.35, no pin. And then April 8th, later, they recovered that there was a ton of photos on the camera in the middle of the night. We'll get to that. And then nothing for one whole day. Then April 10th, the Galaxy, they try to start it up. It won't start it up. Says, well, yeah. And then April 11th at 10.51, no pin. It was on for 54 minutes, turned off again at 11.56. And that was the last phone activity. By the 11th, both phones were dead. Records show that the iPhone held battery way better than the Samsung. I mean, that's just... <laughs> Get annoying bitch. <laughs> I'm an iPhone user, so I mean, just take that as you will. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Has MacBook, has Apple Watch, has phone, has iPad. So the phone records show that the phones were intermittently turned on and off, trying to search for cellular reception, call 911, check the time. Was someone dead? Did someone else have their phone? Some people say it's weird that no calls were made outside of business hours. So, like, they were trying to call someone while their captor was at work. I don't know. People reach. They reach. Because some people think they were never on this hike. What? That they were taken somewhere else and then dumped. These are theories. These are theories. I don't know if I, I support Is that Is the theory. taxi driver shady? Is the guide shady? We don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. Because they did do the hike. The camera show pictures on the hike. Okay. But did they ever come back from the hike? We don't know. Clearly, they do. We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) It's too much, bitch. It's just too much. When they look at the camera, they see that night photos were taken. Lizanne had a Canon PowerShot SX270. I was curious about which memory card she had. It was a micro SD SanDisk. Okay, that's the most common one. Right. 
So when the SD card was recovered, there was a hundred images found and there was still half a battery life I read on the camera. Okay. Not all photos have been leaked to the public. From what I understand, only 90 of them. We're going to start with the photos. April 1st, when they're on the trail, they take normal pictures. Selfies, pictures of each other, the view. So what you're saying is they were on the trail. Yeah, but did they come back from the trail and then disappear? Oh. Like they ended, they came back, got kidnapped, and then dumped somewhere else in the rainforest to make it look like they were really lost. That's a big stretch. These are the questions that people have. I'm just telling you as we go. I know, but that's a really big stretch. I think so, too. There's pictures of each other, and then in the last few shots of the day, the girls made it to the end of the trail. And then it shows them maybe going further, taking an indigenous trail about an hour further than the end of the trail. Okay. There were no signs of the time letting you know that you reached the end of the trail. All these photos have timestamps, right? Yes. Okay. Like people said, the trail was very slippery, so you don't really know if... Somebody got hurt or something like that. But like I said, I did read the reviews of the trail. And this I found very interesting. Because I've never seen anybody mention this. Okay. People on the hike. And these reviews are from, I believe, 2021, 2023. Relatively recent more recent. Ones. Okay. They recommended the guide that they used. People said that it was very slippery. People said all these things. But the most common thing I read was that halfway through there were aggressive dogs, aggressive wild dogs. And people have actually been bitten by these dogs. What the fuck? So you're walking on your trail and then all of a sudden these dogs come out of the forest and they're trying to eat you. So I'm like, did these girls get chased by the dog, kept going through the trail, and then when it's time to turn back, they're like, how are we going to get back? Let's just go around. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of because sense. Because high key, I would try to go around. Oh, 100%. I'd be like, I'm not getting bit by a dog. Maybe one of them got bit, but they're like, let's finish the trail. Or they started running and then finished the trail. And then we're like, let's try to find a way around the dogs. You and I should never go hiking together. Because I would not walk past these dogs again. I'm not even kidding you. Or, you know what we would do? Huh? You and I would each have our Stanleys. Just smack a dog in the dome. Smack a bitch. Or kick it. I think you can kick it. Like, if you have, like, good boots. They're big. I'd kick a dog in the head. If I was, like, worried but about my chicks, life. I would not. I, you wouldn't. But I would. Like, I if would I had fucking to, run. Hell nah. Hell nah I'm to out, the nah I'm nah. out of here. So. Or hit the, use the backpack. That's the part that I was, like, I would literally, I'm not even kidding you, I would try to find, to find a way around. Theory. Like, they try to find a way around and eat shit. I have a theory. Okay. So, imagine these dogs were not aggressive, but then they eat them. So, now they have a taste for blood, and that's why they're aggressive now. Maybe. Like sharks. Maybe. But they didn't die on this part of the trail. But no, I don't but know. The dogs could have followed them. Or maybe them. Azul ran the other way because he's, no, I'm not getting in a dog fight. But the girls kept running forward. Yes. And Azul's like, I'm out of here. Like, I didn't sign up to protect you guys. Like, like I just. This, was, this ain't my problem. I'm just trying to go for a walk. <laughs> yes. Yes. Literally, yes. I don't know why I have not seen this theory. Maybe people didn't research the trail like I did. I don't know. No, that would make a lot of sense because if you, okay, hypothetically, if you and I were on this hike, let's say we run because I am a little bitch, and then we try to go around because you're convincing me, and I'm easily convinced. I'm just, ah! And then I just run around. And then we try to- It's not funny. It's an actual scary thing. No, I'm not joking. Especially if there's multiple dogs. Yeah, we'd be fucked. Like a pack. I'm surprised dogs would even live. I'm not- their ancestry is coyotes. No, but like, 
of all the other animals. Right. Unless they're in a dog pack. I think they're in a pack. Oh, fuck. The last normal photo was taken April 1st at 1.54 p.m. It was labeled image 508 when they opened it on the computer. The next image, 509, was unable to be recovered, even though they were able to recover other deleted photos from the camera. This image, gone. Completely wiped. Deleted. It's believed that it was permanently deleted from a computer with a program to wipe photos since Mm. everything else could be recovered. You know what it could have been? Huh. So. It skipped. Because I'm pretty sure I've seen my SanDisk skip images. That could be a possibility. Or SanDisk, people reached out and they're like, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, of course they're going to say that. Or they deleted the photo because it was a bad photo. And after a certain amount of time, if let's say the SanDisk was had too much storage, hypothetically, it'll start deleting, like permanently deleting the recently deleted photos. But it wasn't most recent. There was a hundred pictures after this. No, in the most the other deleted photos. It's not gonna save that's like your trash can. Let's say you're full, right? Right. It's going to clear out your trash can because you're already going to delete it anyway. Right. So why would you keep... And it's hard for me to see because some people say that there was still memory and it was weird that they only used the camera that one night and not the other nights. What the fuck would you but do But I was that? thinking if it could only hold 100 pictures, maybe it started overlapping pictures. That's another thing. Like overlapping pictures and then... Or it got wet. I think it for sure got wet. If it got wet, then... But everything else was able to be recovered. People think at this point, because this is the last picture that would either be the last normal picture or the first sketchy picture, that maybe she fell at this point and dropped the camera and it hit a rock or something. Also, the pictures to come, some of them are seconds apart. The button was being held down or something. When you're... they're, They're tired... Yeah, because by the time the pictures were taken, it's April 8th. It's been a week in the jungle with no food water. Yeah. They said by this point, they would have been hallucinating, probably, most likely. I'm going to get more into the pictures. On April 8th, that's the day that these pictures were taken, the next ones. Seven days later, between 1 and 4 a.m., 90 flash photos. They're using it for light. Some are blurry, dark, and rain coming down, but a lot of them are pointed up at the sky. I know what they're doing. That day... There were a lot of helicopters in the sky looking for them. So they could have been trying to make a signal. But also they think the flash could have been for light. Some you could see bushes, rocks, some are back to back. Some are like 15 minutes apart. I wonder if they were using it as a signal and then they heard something. They're probably scared. And they're like, what the fuck was that over there? Right. Flash it. Two days before this is when incorrect pins or no pins were being put in. It might have only been one girl at this point, which I can't even imagine because it's pitch black. Yeah, there's no light. There's no light, and you're alone in the rainforest. I'd be freaking out. Right, right. Because it's already scary, but being alone is worse. In the dark, too, pitch black. And you know they had an itchy butt. They have itchy ass. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I just, I'm I'm thinking of all the horrible emotions that I have. It's the worst, dude. You just feel (laughs) dirty, you're tired, you're sick, you're starving. You've had a shit on the side of the trail. or Five times already. You probably had to drink your own piss. Probably had to use leaves as toilet paper. Dude. Just saying, leaves are no Charmin. It's just the worst, dude. It's the worst. In one of the photos, they have a photo of a branch with red bags tied to the end like markers. Then one picture, they have a big rock and it has a ripped up. People said it. It looks like a ripped up map, but to me, it looks like a ripped up plane ticket that spells something out that looks like SOS. Okay. With a mirror in the middle to try to get someone's attention to it. And then SOS, to me, it looks like a ripped off Pringles can. You know what they could have done? 
They could have. They were probably lost and didn't know what direction they were going. Like Hansel and Gretel. Huh? Hansel and Gretel. What do they do? They leave breadcrumbs to find their way back. Or so that someone can find them. Yes and no. They probably put something there because all the trees probably look the same. So if they see that same tree, they're like, oh, we were already here. We went in a circle. Yes. Or did one of the girls get hurt really bad or die? And then they're like, I don't want to leave my friend hurt. And Mm -hmm. so then tried to leave to find help. She can't just sit there and needed to find a way back to her friend. Because, okay, if I do find help, how are we going to find my friend again? Which makes sense. If, like, her ankle's broken or something. Right. The purpose of the dark photos, like I said, some people believe it was to use a flash or signaling a helicopter, even though there was none at night, because they wouldn't have been able to see anything. Yeah. Which, it makes sense. Yeah, and it was storming. There were probably not, there were probably certain parts of the day where the storm was too bad, where they couldn't even send helicopters out. Exactly, and then one photo shows a close-up of Chris's strawberry blonde hair, all disheveled. Was it an accident? I don't know. People believe Chris was hurt, and so maybe they were using the flash to try to see her head. Some people say it looks like her hair was over her face like this, and you could see her nostrils and her mouth through her hair. Some people say you could see that her temple's bleeding. Some people say it looks like blood. Is it discolored? No, but when the Panama forensic people went in, instead of making copies of all these photos, they straight went in and edited the brightness to the originals to try to see things that weren't there. Which makes sense. But now all these photos are permanently edited. They didn't revert them. Oh, they made they just edited the original copy rather than making copies and then right. edited. Okay. So we don't know how much this was brightened, how much it was darkened. Was it dark hair that was saturated with color? What They fucked him up. I wonder if something got in her hair. Like she laid in it. Like a bug or something? Is there something in my hair? Yes. yes. It doesn't look dirty, though. It looks wet, but it doesn't look dirty. There's online discussions about photo 509 with some suggesting it's a cover-up, perhaps the work of a killer. There's also speculation that authorities in Panama might have deleted the photo. But some of these to me just seem really far-fetched. I think the camera might have glitched. It sounds like it's far-fetched. When I first heard it the way it was told to me through a podcast originally is how I heard it a long time ago. I thought photo 509, I was like, oh, for sure. Someone wiped it clean. If a forensic team had handled the camera, they could have recovered the photo. I know retrieving deleted files from hard disk and flash drives is doable with professional software. Basically, they say that the only way that photo could have been deleted is if it was hooked up to a computer and deleted, which would strongly point to tampering. And that Chris and Lizanne wouldn't have been able to permanently delete the photo from the camera itself. Unless if it was like this rare camera glitch or whatever. After the backpacks turn in, another search is started in that area. They find Chris's jean shorts. Another rumor was that they had been zipped up, found on a rock, folded. Clean, dry, perfect condition. That's not true. I found pictures of the shorts. They're wet. They're ripped. They're fucked up. They're from H&M. They're the divided brand. They were hot in the river near a waterfall. I wonder if they went in the water to rinse off and then they got caught on something. They got caught. I don't know, but people have theories about this, that either they left it as a marker or the girls took them off during hypothermia because people will get naked. People think it's foul play and it was like set up. People also think that if the girls got swept like in the river, that the shorts would have just eventually been pulled off because this river is wild. Are they folded? No. But people say they were, but they were not. Okay. Two months after the shorts are found, they're still looking in the area of the backpack, and they find a pelvis bone and her boot 
with her foot still inside, cut clean at the bone. Okay. They're looking around. There's 33 bones scattered in the area along the riverbank as well. Of the bones found, DNA identified that the bones belonged to at least five different people that included Chris and Lizanne. Okay. Lizanne's bones looked as though they decomposed naturally with pieces of flesh still attached, but Chris's bones appeared to have been bleached with lime, possibly. The process of natural bone bleaching in a rainforest environment can vary because people say it could have been from the sun or the soil, but other people are like, no. It doesn't look like natural bleaching. It looks like bleaching. Well, what if animals peed on it? I don't know about that. Because if animals or something peed on it. But what are the chances of that? Common. Maybe. So, or they peed next to it. Or in the soil or whatever. In the soil and it caused... I'm just saying, I don't think there was foul play involved here. I hate to have my mind made up already. But just based on everything, I just I don't find it likely. I don't think so either, but it turns out there are a lot of tribes and weird cartel stuff through here. I don't know. I don't know. I've read a ton of different things, which I think it's good to take each person to take a deep dive. But Chris's bones appear to be bleached. I looked up the process of natural bone bleaching in a rainforest. Okay. And it says that it can vary in a rainforest environment. It can vary based on several factors, including climate, humidity, local conditions. A body would decompose faster in a rainforest because of those conditions. The tropical rainforest, the decomposition process can tend to be accelerated due to high temperatures and humidity. Some cases, bones can bleach relatively quickly. Some people say that it wouldn't happen in two months, but when I looked it up, it says it can happen within a few months to a couple years, depending on specific circumstances. However, the exact timeline can be influenced by factors such as exposure to sunlight, presence of scavengers, and overall environment. I don't believe the area was completely covered by trees because in the pictures, when they're taking pictures, you could see the sky. Okay. Maybe the sun was on them. I really don't know. And then it says it's important to note that estimating the precise duration can be challenging as various elements contribute to the decomposition and weathering of remains in different ways. When I first heard this story, it said that the bones were in good condition with no marks or scratches on the bones, which would mean no scavengers and that they had not been swept away by the river because they would have been scratched from the rocks. But then I read somewhere else that's not true. When they asked, the locals said that usually if someone did get caught in the river, the body would be found downstream and still be in one piece. I wonder if they got caught in the river because they didn't walk those five miles. Maybe they got caught higher up in the river and got dragged down. And when the animals got to them, that's what made the bones scatter. Or they died at a higher elevation, right? And then due to the river with the saturation in the water, the bones scattered when it fell down, and that's what caused them to scatter. Like it got all ripped apart exactly. in the rocks and everything. That's what I was thinking. I know a river could take you to the bottom of the river. Yes. One time we went to the river, and my uncle and his girlfriend went river rafting, and the raft flipped over, and she got dragged to the bottom, and she got stuck on a rock, and she almost died. Holy fuck, that's scary. You get pulled to the bottom. If you're stuck at the bottom, and then you start to swell... And then it's just so hard. My, my whole theory is, let's say you die at a higher elevation and then a waterfall brings you down. Right. Anything can fucking happen. Because it's saying there were waterfalls. Exactly. So I'm like, how does this not... I don't know. I don't know. But it makes sense that if they were lost, they would go to the river to yes. follow it to civilization because that's what every show tells you to do. Yes. But you're supposed to go downstream. That's what they were doing. Yeah. Right. And so... Unless it's dark, they're walking, they hear the water and they walk 
into it. They yes. trip into it. They slide into it. They fall down a cliff and then land into the water. Or, you know what else could have happened? Hmm. I wonder if they're at a higher elevation. They're, they hear the water. They're following the water. And then there's this big-ass fucking waterfall, and they're like, fuck, we have to get down. If we're going to follow this river, we're going to have to get down. So... Like, to the lower level to keep yes. following it. Right. What would you do? And plus, it's waterfalls create so much mist. Yes. That all the rocks around it would be so slippery. Exactly. And it's pitch black. Exactly. I wonder if that's why they took off their clothes. During the day when it was hot, if they took off their clothes... To so dry them? Yep. That makes sense. That's what I would do. Exactly. Put them on a rock. Put them on a dry, rock. Be Let naked them dry booty. out. Huh? Be naked booty. Fuck it. If Fuck it keeps it. me alive. I know, right? Naked and afraid. <laughs> so... I hate you. Basically, not sponsored. So basically, don't. We're not going to be sponsored. I do not want to go on that show. <laughs> fuck it. I would. It's big old. No, no, it's so nasty. Gross. Apparently, police procedures were not followed. No search grid was made in the beginning. No soil samples. So it's hard to know what was in the soil. It said that there was nothing in the soil that was bleaching the bones. But they didn't check soil from different areas to see maybe how far or where they had traveled from. Was the soil at the end of the trail different than the soil next to the riverbank? Their body would have that soil on them. The backpack phones and bras were fingerprinted way later, which showed over 30 fingerprints. But we don't know if evidence was handled properly. So the fingerprints from the police, the woman who turned in the bag, her family, who touched it, we don't know. And it's too late to go back and fingerprint everybody. So it's just, what's the point now? When they couldn't find more evidence, Panama's attorney general, Bet Zaida Petey? Said that the girls died in a hiking accident soon after the case was closed, but not everything was looked into. There were leads and suspects that were left unspoken to, things like that. Enrique Arrocha, the attorney representing the Kramer's family, voiced skepticism about the official story. His demeanor during communication suggested an unusual tension, hinting at perceived threats without specifying the source. Notably, he was accompanied by a bodyguard. Arrocha cast doubt on the condition of the bones, deeming it almost impossible for them to be in such a state. He highlighted that the lead forensic examiner had publicly speculated about the potential use of lime to expedite decomposition. I'm going to go over just a couple things real quick so we could just wrap this up. Okay. Because we could go on all day about this. I'm just, I'm invested. Exactly. So the girls took a significant risk in general on their challenging hike, lacking sufficient water, clothing, food, and daylight. Rainforest may seem picturesque, but in reality, it does involve harsh conditions. There's dense vegetation, sharp plants, unstable terrain. Straying off the path is not an option. There's thick brush, unforgiving rocks, brutal insects, and various threatening species. It is said that the indigenous people use machetes to cut the grass as they walked, and her foot happened to be cut off at the bone. But then somewhere else it was saying she did have broken bones on the top of her foot. So did she break her foot and her foot came off? Did it come off in the river? Did somebody cut it off? We don't know. There's constant climbing and the risk of dehydration, it's a real concern. The region sees surprisingly little sunlight due to clouded, misty mountains, high elevation and cool temperatures, and persistent rainy conditions. It's slippery. It's just, it's a rainforest. The rainforest of Panama hosts various natural predators, including jaguars, jaguar undies, 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 jaguar undies. They're like large cats. Smaller than jaguar, bigger than... See, this is why I was talking about the dogs. I'm surprised the jaguars wouldn't eat the dogs. Right. I don't know. There's pit viper snakes, which that is nothing to fuck around with. 
They are very poisonous. Yeah. Tarantula spiders. Poisonous tarantula. Oh, tarantula fuck no. I'm not going here. Fuck that. Scorpions. Fuck no. Dude, there's shit out there. Okay. It's crazy. At least Hawaii doesn't have snakes. No, 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 no. I am not. The, tra- the arachnophobia. Right. Is, no. It's hidden. Despite their presence, if there really was an absence of scratch marks on Chris Kramer's and Lazanne's bones... Which they didn't find all the bones. It was a hip bone. They didn't ever find their skull. They think heavier bones might have sunk to the bottom of the river. Which makes sense. Or maybe those bones showed signs of distress and so they weren't dumped. I mean, who knows, right? They say it's highly improbable that these animals caused harm. Wildlife likely wasn't a significant concern given that most rainforest creatures tend to avoid humans. While anything is possible, there's no evidence to suggest animal involvement, leaning more toward the possibility of other factors. And Panama actually heavily relies on tourism, with an international arrivals in 2006, reaching about 70% of the country's population was tourists. Foreign tourists spent approximately $960 million in Panama during this period. According to the World Bank statistics, that's where that number's from. The notion of Panama's leaders potentially wrapping up the case to avoid scaring tourists, the tourism industry is a vital source of income for the nation, prompting questions about whether there could be a cover-up at the highest levels. It goes all the way to the top. It goes all the way to the top. (laughs) I can't. But that would make sense as an economical and a financial standpoint of everything. It would make sense for government officials to cover it up because it would impact the revenue and based on the economy of that country. If it was a murder. Exactly. And that's why that photo was deleted. No, I don't think that photo was deleted. I think that photo just... Glitched. Glitched out. I just think it's fucking wet. There's theories about gangs, sex trafficking, cannibalism, sacrificial killings, because those other bones were from sacrificial killings from the tribes. And the taxi driver and the tour guide... Sketchy. There are so many theories about this case that I can't even begin to get into all of it. Like, I can't go through all those theories. You gotta look that up yourself, girl. It's not all on you. But if you're curious, I highly recommend taking a deep dive into it. Look at all the pictures, because pictures, you know what they say, pictures say a a picture says a thousand words. True. As a conclusion, as I was reading all of this, and all the theories, and all the rumors, I think that they got lost. I think that they got dragged down that river. Maybe all the bones popped up on that side of everyone who ever got caught. Maybe that part of the river is really rough and would break apart bones. How do you test that theory? You know what I mean? But I would love for everyone to share your thoughts and theories on our post for this episode on our social media. I just want to thank you guys so much again for listening, for staying with us after such a long break. We really love talking to you guys and hearing all of your opinions. If you like this episode, please rate subscribe give us five stars on apple only five stars or else don't waste your time (laughs) five stars or it ain't happening (laughs) if you're not first you're last exactly tell your friends family about our podcast because we're funny yes sometimes yes and then make sure you stay tuned in two weeks josh will be telling us another story it's a really good one yep until next time make sure you wipe front to back I'm fucking dead. (laughs) Bye. Bye.